Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off with another episode of Booze Your Daddy. I am Dr. Alan Snyder. My guest on the show today will always call me... Daddy. You know it, baby. What's up? I think that you're the second person that I've ever gotten to say that. You are my man. What's going on, Cisco? How you doing, man? Hanging out, man. You know, uh, happy to be here. I am so happy to have you. You may believe me, you may not, but there's only so many people that I've been inviting on the show. There have been a lot of people that say, hey, that's really cool. I'd love to get on there. I'd love to do this. And okay, I've had them on there and I have a long list of people to go, but you are one of like three or four people that said, I need to get this dude on my show. Because of who you are, because of how close we are. I mean, we've been friends for a super long time anyways. And I said, this is the perfect medium for you. So how you doing? I love it. Hanging out, you know, living life, trying not to catch COVID. I tell you, right. You know, I had it, right? Oh, did you? Yeah. Dude, I had it back in March. It was like the flu for two days. I was a little lethargic for a couple of days. Then I had a little like that for like a month. Other than that, I was fine. How many uh, elderly people did you kill, you think? Maybe like seven, maybe seven and a <laughs> half. You no, know, truth, truth be told, I, uh, I did have a patient. I was working with who I got sick on a Saturday night and she got sick on a Monday and she is totally sure I gave it to her. She did not die, but she did not die. She didn't, but she was a little older than me and she feels uh-huh. like I gave it to her and she struggled a lot more. She had about 10 days of sickness and li- her whole family, nothing. She was in bad shape, whatever. Shit happens. Obla di, obla da. Truth, man. So I think we should first just get into how you and I know each other because I know our story. You remember? Because we, we've been friends for what? Like it's a while now, man. It's like nine years, yeah. maybe. Nine years, yeah. uh, What was it back then? Uh, Plenty of fish? <laughs> you wish I, I swiped. Do you, do, uh, do you, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have never used plenty of fish. Is it a swiping or is it a sending? I don't know. That's the only one I could think of that was like probably nine, uh, around nine years ago. Oh man, come on. I, I've been on J-Date. So you and I basically both met each other because we were people in New York City who like playing sports and we signed up for Zog. You signed up by yourself. Like you didn't know anybody, I, up, right? yeah. I, was, trying to meet, I was trying to meet a girl. Co-ed, that's why I signed up. And you got stuck with me? I feel terrible yep. for you. That being said we just signed up and i actually did sign up with a couple of friends and we joined this big random team and they gave us a purple jersey and next thing you know purple power is born and there were some cute girls on the team just just put that out there yeah, some not bad. I'm just going to go ahead and tell a quick story now. I highly Uh-oh. doubt either of these two people are ever listening to this show. Now, I know Big Mike listens to this show, and he loves this story. Do you remember the first emails that we got from that original Purple Power team from our captain? Let's not use a first name. We'll just call him V. Yeah, I believe so. I so, know where you're going with it. So V, we are all rent. So to anybody who doesn't listen to this, we both live in New York City, and there's so many social leagues and sports and whatever. You just sign up as an individual, and you get, I don't know, 15, 20 people on a team, and it usually takes one person to go, hey, everybody, my name is so-and-so. Nice to meet you. And then people start responding. Oh, I'm from here. I'm from here. And then you plan a happy hour. You get together. Then you start playing the sport. And like Cisco said, sometimes you meet a girl. Sometimes you meet Sometimes you meet guys. And I mean that as a friend way because my best friends in the world right now are my college friends and people that I've met playing sports in New York City. I'll just put that right out there. I love it. So we are playing this softball team and somebody on our team sends out this 
long email. It's, hey, everybody, my name's V. Um, just want to say hello. I think we should nominate a captain. Okay, I'll be captain. Uh, if everybody, I mean, he didn't miss a beat in this one email. It was like, we need to pick a charity. Okay, here's the charity we're going to do. And if, if everybody could send me who you are, your playing experience, and what position you play, that would be great so we can help formulate this team. And do you remember the first person to reply to it? Was it you? It was not me. I am not that douchey. But it was... I don't no. remember what happened yesterday. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> the guy who responded, which I actually didn't put together the email, but it was another guy. We'll say his first name starts with the letter K, and he's a left-handed power hitter. And he had one of those old-school AOL emails where it was big letter, little letter, little letter, big letter, big letter, little right. letter. And I just remember it was like data something 6,000. And I was like, this is this guy, whatever. But it turns out what he was spelling out was the ladies guy, yes. 3,000. And having since met him and played with him, and he is not a ladies guy at all. <laughs> So no, he, uh, no, not like you. Oh, stop it, you devil. So anyway, he signs into this. Hey, everybody. My name is Kay, the ladies guy 5000. I'm the MVP of every league I play in. And I'm this. And I, we started a side email chain with the group of people I knew. They're like, guys, these guys are losers. Like, what are we doing? What did, what did we sign up for? It was so crazy. But I'm so happy I met you because we played softball. And then we played dodgeball where you are an original dunk a do, which is why you know me as yeah. daddy. Yeah. And I, you got a championship with us, right? Believe so. Believe so. So you're a dodgeball champion, and now we play back on Purple Power, and I have another Purple Power story for later, but gotta be honest, Disco, I'm a little thirsty. Yeah, so am I. You thirsty? Yeah, well, sweating already, yeah. What are you drinking? What are you working with? Uh, I like IPAs, so I uh, found this. It says Can O Bliss. Wait. Can O Bliss. Can O Bliss. What does that kind of sound like? Mm, something else. <laughs> something. Okay. Uh, where's Where- it from? It's from, I don't know what the fuck it's from. Who gives a shit? 7.7 percent. Uh, 7.7 in a 12 ounce yeah. can? Dude, yeah, why not? That is for real because I am drinking a KCBC Kings County Brewers Collective West Coast style double IPA called Too Fast Too Furious and it has pictures of little tigers nice. and everything like on KCB. there. I uh, like KCBC. They make good stuff. They do make good stuff. Let's this crack. Oscar Blues. I don't know where it's from. Oscar Blues? You know what that's? I don't know. I, well, I'll look it up. Scratched off. Where it's from is scratched off. What the hell, man? I got the one retarded thought. Oh, retarded. It's just I'm canceled already. North Carolina, I think. Sounds good. Whatever. All right, baby. Open it up. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Salute Cheers. to you. Lachaim. Ooh, that is hoppy. That is hoppy. That's pretty good. I always try to pick something representative to my guests, and I pick this too fast, too furious because it's these cats driving cars. Nice. Do you know that you're involved in a story about driving that I actually tell all the time? Uh-oh. You being a born and raised New Yorker, you know the rules way more than most people here, and one of my favorite moments with you and one of my favorite moments ever in New York City is we were driving one night after softball or dodgeball, and it was like the rainiest night ever, and you made a power move that I have never seen duplicated. You were, now it was the far right lane and we needed to make a left. And basically, and the traffic to the right with us was going straight. It was one of those like avenue cross streets and it's pouring down rain that night. And you basically just waited in the far right lane. As soon as the light hit red for the people to the right, you just made this hard left across a a lot of streets. And I went, dude, what are you doing? You went, Alan, do you know how hard it's raining outside? No, no cop is pulling. Nobody cares right now. Like nobody cares about what we're doing. And you know what? They didn't care. (laughs) Nobody gave it. But that was a power move. That was one of those too fast, too furriest. I like it. I like it. Is this something you do all the time or is this one of those? Not at all. 
I was just trying to impress you, man. It worked. It worked yeah, because yeah. because that night you did that, and that was also the first night that I was ever introduced to the song by Macklemore, Thrift Shop. I had never heard oh. that song before. Every time that song comes on now, I remember the night that we crossed four lanes, but I think of you, and it's one of those, you know, it always sounds kind of like a eulogy when I'm doing these things. I'm like, you know... Cisco is a great guy, but he just did this. But it's like, I want you to know that of all the things I could describe you as, that's where you are in my heart. As like, like thrift shop is who you are to me and Fast and Furious driver. So that's why I'm drinking this for you tonight. I like it. Can you, uh, can you tell that story at my, uh, at my wake? Uh, yeah. At my real eulogy, please. Yeah. Absolutely. I've only ever been to one wake. As a Jewish person, I've only been to one wake, dude. It is very strange because it's kind of like a a funeral, except the guest of honor is right there. I mean, you're like, oh, hey hey there. How's it going? How long have you known the family? I mean, it's very strange. It is. It is. Especially the open casket ones. Yeah. Again, that was my only one I've ever been to. And it it was very, very creepy. I was not a fan of it. The other story that I tell about you, which more reflects on me, was when I had a party in Hoboken years ago. You showed up to the party and I've known you as Frank. I mean, I've been saying Cisco, but you you were Frank. You were Frank. I am Frank. And we're hanging out on my rooftop in Hoboken and you showed up and I was so happy you came all the way from New York to Jersey. And you're looking around and at one point you go, hey, Alan, (laughs) what's the deal, man? man, uh, you only got white friends, huh? I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Frank? And you said, I, I feel a little uncomfortable here. I don't know how I'm going to fit in with your friends. And I looked at you, I said, what are you, what are you talking about? And you look at me and you said, you know, Frank is short for Francisco, right? And I went, ah, I actually had never put that together because I am, I don't know. I have a black friend, I guess. I don't know. I don't discriminate. Yeah. I just never realized that I am this bro, this lax bro that has a very un unique. I have a specific group of friends and they're all white people. And you made me realize I'm a terrible person because I invited you and I only invited you because I thought you were white. I didn't know you were Hispanic. I like it. You are part of the problem. I am part of the problem, but I don't do it on purpose. I know. I love everybody. I'm one of those idiots that thinks all lives matter because I think everybody's great, but I also think black lives matter. It's I'm not good at this and I'm so not racist. The same way- yeah, You got to edit that out because you're going to get canceled. I'm not getting canceled because there, <laughs> there's no hate behind what I'm saying. And I, did, I, did. I, I, I say the I same know. thing as far as gaydar. I am so stupid with gaydar. I have no idea. I've had guys talk to me all the time. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm at a sports bar. I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, nah, I met the coolest guy in the bathroom and people are like what do you mean i'm like i don't know it just seemed like a good dude they're like alan come on man you realize he was trying to get down to clown right i was like no i really i really thought he was just a nice guy i don't see color i don't see uh sexual preference i don't see it so i don't know if i'm the part of the problem or because i don't hate anybody i love no, everybody you're the nicest guy i know i know you do i am you're not so the cool. nicest guy can, we, I, can you even say gaydar is that not on the list of words you can't say anymore no gaydar's fine that you're, there's no yeah. judge my intention not my words i'm no hate is towards it, uh, I don't even know what it would be. Gender neutral, Dar? Gender neutral. I don't know where we're going. I think that's a good segue <laughs> into you telling your story because I respect you because you have done something that I've only dreamed of. You have taken the leap and gotten on stage and performed several times now. And I have seen you live and I've seen a couple of your videos online. And I think you're funny, man. I think you got something there. There's only one Francisco and you do a great job of being that person. Thanks. I appreciate it. It How is. Easy being me. It's not easy being G 
cheesy. So why don't you tell people why you decided to transition into a female? No, transition. See, that was a callback. Yeah, to the, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, you know? that's so happening. What made you want to get up on stage and start making people laugh? Um, I wanted to be a stand-up since I think... I was like eight or nine. I think I saw, uh, what was it? Either It was either, I was Eddie Murphy Raw or Delirious, one of them. I was a kid, probably way too young to see it. And uh, I said, that's I want to do that. I want to stand on stage and make people laugh. So then I think after seeing that, I just became the class clown. I transitioned to the class clown. So all throughout grade school, junior high, high school, I was that guy. I was the class clown. And, but I never had the balls to write my own stuff and get on stage. There was always like this dream. I'm going to do it by 25. I'm going to do it when I'm like my 30th birthday. I'm going to go on stage. I never got the, I never had the balls. And then one of my friends, she took this class and I went to see her perform. And that's usually that's what happens with me. I have to see a friend do something first. And then it like lights a fire on me. I'm like, oh, I want to try it too now. So seeing her on stage do it was like, I want to do this. And I finally did it. I regret not doing it, but it was fantastic. You should do it. I, I tell you all the time, you, you belong on stage. I know, I know. I'm going to, I might try. My goal actually was to get up on stage before I move out of New York. And COVID has derailed a little bit of the plan with that. We'll see what's going to happen. And you know what? Maybe I found my voice because getting up on stage and doing, being a good comic, I respect the craft way too much. It takes days and hours and days and days and hours and hours. And I don't know if I have that time for it as much as I practice my material with my patients, with my people. And then I tell stories like this. And I actually might be more of a storyteller than a comedian, which I'm okay with. People said, I had never heard of The Moth. Do you know what The Moth is? It's like a storytelling night. It's a great podcast, whatever. But The moth is like storytelling. Stand-up comedy is jokes. Podcasting for me feels like the happy medium where you can tell your stories, be funny without being funny, constantly hitting punchlines. And I'm not anti. Again, my goal, it it might be my voice right now, but I will tell you time-wise, it works out a whole lot better for me than going down and barking in the village and hoping to get five minutes. I would be so livid if I ever went down that path and worked my butt off and waited all night and didn't get on stage. You know, that would would hurt me a lot because I feel like I put a lot of hard work. I am not a millennial. I work hard to get where I am. And if I worked hard and didn't even get the opportunity, it might bite me in the butt, which makes me think maybe stand-up comedy is not, which it's yeah. okay. It is. You just, lost, you just lost two millennial listeners. I don't know if we have two millennial listeners right now. No? No, that's okay. Thanks. You know what? People are, if you don't, best line ever in a song. I don't know if you ever listened. I know you have your, what was the name of your beer again? Con Obis or? Oh, uh, Cannabis. Like Cannabis. Like, oh, can- Cannabis. Oops, Cannabis. So can of bliss. And maybe this line in a song is a little relevant, but Ben Harper, not Ben Harper, Ben. Oh God. What's the other guy's name? Oh shit. I'm see, I'm terrible. Anyway, it's not Ben Harper. That's no, it is Ben Harper. This white guy. It's not a white guy. It's a black guy. Oh, it's not. Oh shit. (laughs) So Ben Harper is if you don't like my fire, then don't come around because I'm going to burn one down. That that song changed my life because you have to be a good person. Let's start with that. But at that point you are who you are. And if, people don't like you, then that's fine. And Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors, baby, and nobody likes them all. Believe me, they don't. I have gone in there and I've watched people order some of the worst flavors ever. And I'm like, not getting the mint chocolate chip, you're making a bad decision with your life, but they do it. So that's, that's totally okay. So I respect what you've done and I love it. Now it's going to transition a little bit more into later. And you said you listened to some episodes. There's going to be trivia at the end of this. And I didn't even tell you about it. I suck at my trivia. That's okay. So we'll hold off on that thought. Uh, I'll come back. Two things I want to bring up. One, I am wearing a shirt for you. Have you seen on Netflix Money Heist yet? I have not. 
Okay. That, that, that Spanish uh, It is show, a Spanish yeah. show, which I have tried to get a couple of people into, and all my white friends think it's great. This show, Money Heist, the trailer is god-awful. So if you watch that and judge your shows, it's so bad. I actually waited three seasons because the trailer was so bad, and then during quarantine, I said, I might as well check it out. You have, no, not you. I have to do subtitles and dubbing now mm. dubbing has gotten a lot better because do you remember back in like what the 80s when they'd have those japanese movies like i will fight your father yes, yes. tomorrow and the mouths are moving and the words are not dubbing has gotten a lot better now your spanish is way better than mine you might be able to watch it just in spanish without subtitles and you can enjoy it but yeah. it's like a bank robbery heist thinking man did you ever see that movie inside man with clive owen i think Jody yes, was yes. It? it's got a little that that's all i'm gonna give you for that i would say watch the first episode or two i've told a couple i told skittle bomb i told candy on it and she's been like alan one of the best things i've seen in a while i told one of my spanish-speaking friends who just listened to it regular and he goes this is terrible i can't get through this i was like oh really? all right yeah so my I really, loves it. i'm all in not to mention there's enough nipple in it that makes it worth it so you're like okay you know, female and male or both there might be male nipple there's no male ding dong so okay but yeah like there's it. there's there's a couple, like the hottest girl in the show is very naked in the first season. I'm a dark hair, dark eyes guy. And the, the there's a woman in the show who's dark hair, dark eyes. And they're like the third season, you see her getting down. I rewound it a couple of times, put it on my phone, just saying. So anyway, so yeah, so there's enough of that because Europeans are so much more sexual than Americans. We're just so prude with all this stuff. You know, all the American actors are like, I'm not getting naked. I'm not showing this. And the Europeans are like, what do you want to see? You want to see Bush? You want to see butt? I got it all. I get Bush too. <sighs> Maybe, uh, maybe not. I don't know. So yeah, so I wanted to tell you about this. And the other thing I wanted to come back to was Purple Power. I'm a physical therapist. I have patients. They come into me all the time and we try to meet somewhere in the middle with each other of how we're doing and if you've ever had injuries. And they always say, have you ever had, have you ever had an operation? And I say, I've never had an operation, but I dislocated my shoulder a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And the craziest thing about this is my shoulder has actually felt very good until about four days ago. Four days ago, my left shoulder has been hurting. I mean, I reached for some, oh my God, my shoulder, my shoulder. Now, the way it happened, we play softball. I was on first base. I take a huge lead. The ball is hit to the outfield. I round second. I'm digging for third. The ball is coming in. I slide, turn my face so I don't get hit by the ball, land on my elbow, stay on the base, by the way, because the guy grabbed the ball, put the tag on, and did not take that tag off at all because he was hoping I would get up, stand, whatever. So I'm on the base, and it was like one of those Vietnam movies where you just hear, and and somebody turns and says, "Is it out?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's out. It's out. I, I did not. I turned the ref. I turned the umpire. I said, "Time out. Time out. Time out." The guy grants me time. The guy finally takes the, his tag off my 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 back, which I was like, "Thanks, man." I mean, we're playing here for, but it was a championship game, and I walked back to the bench with my arm dangling. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. And we have people standing there just like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going on? And out of nowhere, Francisco walks right up to me and you said, what do you want me to do? What can I do? And I actually have no idea how to put a shoulder back in place. Even as a doctor, that's not something we do. And I looked at you and I said, just pull it a little bit, just pull it like this. And then what I did was I put my arm and I pushed out to the side and you just gave it a little tug and you saw snap. 
right back in as our whole bench ran. Oh my God. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. You did that for me, man. Like I, that was really, really awesome of you. And I sat down on the bench after that and George comes up and says, Hey man, do you need ice or anything? And the truth was it didn't hurt. My shoulder did not hurt at all. And I'm like, I don't know. You know what? Okay. I probably should get some ice for this. 30 seconds later, the adrenaline wears off and it was the most pain I've ever felt in my life. I was rocking back and forth in the chair. I was in so much pain. I sat there for, I couldn't tell you, 15, 20, 30 minutes until my turn in the lineup came back around. And this is a championship softball game. And Mike comes up to me and goes, the umpire's being a jerk. He says, you have to go hit. So I said, all right. It was my left shoulder. I'm a right-handed batter. I stand in the batter's box and I said, you know what? This dude's going to have to throw three strikes. And this guy throws the first pitch over my head. The umpire calls a strike. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me, man. Like that wasn't even fucking close. Strike one, you didn't, whatever. He throws another one, strike two. I'm like, okay. And I see Mike at first base turn to the runner and go because I think we had men on like first and second two outs and he goes he whispers to them and sure enough ball comes I swing with all my might with one arm I dribbled it back to the pitcher ran like the dickens to first base I was out by 20 feet that was the end of the inning it happens I get back to the bench and Mike turns to me and goes I told the runners that they should start running because you're gonna swing with one arm if you have to I was like you're fucking a right I was swinging that bat with one arm like, absolutely. That's one of my stories that you were a big part of, you know, and I, I appreciate you for, we call that relocating my shoulder. Nice. Very nice. Can I call myself a doctor for that now or no? Uh, I mean, my friends don't give me credit for being a doctor. So <laughs> sure, you could, you, you want a doctorate? I'll, I'll print you out I something. You. We'll go from there. You're a doctor to me. In my eyes, you're a doctor. I appreciate that. Do you want to know, you know how big of a doctor, a baller I am? Usually I have this camera facing the other way, but I've been getting a lot of questions from people saying, how do you watch so much TV? How do you watch so many sports? How do you do whatever? Cisco, can you see the background here? You see what I got right here set up? Now that you said that, I just see that. I'm like, wow. That is called a double. For anybody watching this on YouTube, you know, Booze Your Daddy channel, definitely subscribe. I have, We have two TVs, 60 inches, that's side that's by side. It, you know what happened when you have two, two apartments and you merge to one? When two become one i need someone (laughs) like i never needed love before wanna make love to do you know who that is do you know who sings no ben ben harper that (laughs) no that is the spice girls i just sang oh damn You know the Spice Girls? That's, that's white privilege there. I don't know. Do you know how old the Spice Girls Do you know how old they are, though? The Spice Girls right now have been around forever. The oldest one is like 36, maybe 37. Nice. Crazy, right? Yeah. Just to let everybody Sorry. know in the background, we have sports on one at all time and money heist on the other or whatever. So there that's you go. Awesome. To, the, to the world. You're that giving has me fun. ideas. Okay, I'm talking about moving out of the city within the year. If I do have to go to New Jersey or wherever I'm going, I am putting nine 30-inch TVs on the wall. Like, I, this is nothing. That's awesome. We call, we call that a daddy house. Daddy house. Daddy house. Finishing up here, Cisco, I heard a lot of your stand-up, and a lot of your stand-up, some of it at least, is based on the fact, kind of like I told you, you look like a white dude, bro. Like, you know that. You, you look white, but you grew up in East Spanish Harlem, and you don't get the love and respect that you should as a Dominican man, correct? Yes. Great. I am going I'm to be Dominican man. Wait, can I correct you real quick? Go ahead. Washington Heights. Two oh, different areas. Oh, I'm so sorry. You, you know what it was? You worked in Spanish Harlem. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I apologize. A Dominican man who grew up in Washington Heights and you worked in Spanish Harlem. Little Dominican Republic. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I know there's a hierarchy, but again, I don't see color and gender and nationality. I think, <laughs> I think everybody is the greatest. I just love who I love and it doesn't matter to me. I think that's a script. Is that, I think that's a white person script. I don't see color. I just see. Uh, is it? You know, the white person. Script. I think I'm no, it. No, the white person script is I have a, I have a black friend. What are you talking about? Do you know how long yeah. I thought my black friend was black and then I found out he was Dominican? <laughs> I'm terrible. I don't know. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's New York City, man. We're all one color. I believe that very much. Today on Trivia on Booze Your oh, Daddy, man. I am going to be testing how Dominican you actually are because that's the basis of your your comedy bit is growing up Dominican but looking white and not able to get a cab. Your friends can't get a cab, yeah. but you can. So I have five basic questions for you, and this is going to prove how Dominican you actually are. I wish I had your lighting. All right, dude, let's go. Let's do it, man. Dude, your facial let's expressions are so ready. good. All right. I'm ready. Question number one. What is the traditional music of the DR? So something that you would typically dance to. Merengue. Merengue is 100% correct. Ding, 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 ding. I love it. You're, you're being super cocky, but you know the questions get harder, right? I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best. There you go. Question number two. What is the capital city of the DR? Santo Domingo. Santo Domingo is correct, papi. There you hey. go. Two for two. Maybe you actually are Dominican. It hasn't <laughs> this whole time. I just look like the problem. I told you. That's it. I look like the problem. Question number three. What is the currency of the DR? Um, pesos. It is pesos. To be specific, because I had to look it up, because like, there's no way it's the Mexican pesos. It is the Dominican pesos. But yeah, you got it. Have you been to the DR, or am I just... Of course, yeah. Damn, okay. So these are just child's play. Okay, well, (laughs) my rule with doing trivia with my friends here is that the first couple should be gimmies, but they're going to get harder. Uh-oh. Question number four. What country ruled the DR from 1697 to 1809? What country ruled? Why are you trying to get me with that, man? I'm trying to own you is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to rule you right now. I want to say Spain, but then I want to say France. There's a whole bunch of... They've been conquered so many times. Uh, let's see. Let's go with... Let's go with uh, white people, France. France is correct. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I was thinking? I didn't get a chance to look it up, but I was guessing that maybe the flag had something to do with it because the flag is the same colors as the French flag pretty much, right? Yeah. So, yeah. wow, let's go with the white people conquering. Francisco, no, no <laughs> pressure here, but you are four for Uh-oh. four, my friend. And as far as to my knowledge, I don't think anybody, not me, not my co-host, no guest has ever gone five for five. Uh-oh. Name the Dominican designer who rose to fame for being Jackie O's couturier. What in the world? I think I, I actually don't really know what couturier means as much as I think it's like the person who dressed her or something or designed the clothes for her. So at this point, you just have to name a Dominican. Was it a dude or a female? Do you need help? Like, are you are you phoning a friend right no now? Idea. Okay, so I will tell you that it it is a dude. Now, for me, being a guy from Baltimore, like, I know every person that's ever Baltimore'd ever. So I thought this might be like a, oh my God, yeah, like, this person is so famous. So it's a guy, I'll give you that. Manny Ramirez. Oh, come on. Is Manny Ramirez another person, or are you just guessing a baseball player? (laughs) He's Dominican. I don't know. Maybe he designed it for her. Get out of here. First off, Manny Ramirez, I don't think was alive when Jack Yo was. True. Good point. Good point. Oh, I don't know. That's, you got me, man. I would make up a Dominican name like Diogenes. Argenis, if I told you uh, their first name was Oscar. Ooh. 
Oscar Peña. Oscar de la Renta. No way, he's American? Yeah, right. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. That, yeah, we got, we claim him I too. That, I thought this I would be know. a dude, I thought this would be a gimme. This is like for me when people say, Can you name a famous Olympian who's from Baltimore? I'm like, Michael Phelps, get out of here. Like, come on. He's yeah. our guy. I know yeah. my guys and I'm never gonna forget that now. I'm really glad I could teach you something here on Boozer Daddy. I think you're gonna t- tell ask me uh, who is our dictator. No, I don't why? Because yeah. I I already dropped the France ruling you and you made me feel like a racker. <laughs> you know? Dang it. I tell you. So Cisco, the floor is yours, baby. Tell me what you want to tell me. Tell me what you want to tell me. I, I, you need to do stand up. You need to let's do a double uh, a double uh, a double dog, a double dog dare. Yeah, it's just like a team. It's, it's, it's double team stand up comedy. I don't know. Do they have stand up is dead now, man? Stand up is really dead. I actually have I'm scared. I signed up to to watch a stand up Zoom on Friday just because I, I, I can't watch it. I cannot do it. Oh my god! Is Have it I bad? T- it's so bad. It's so bad. And you want me to do stand up? I want you to do more stand up because I think you're a yeah. funny guy. It's funny because I, I I feel like I had the momentum going. You know, I was like I felt pretty good about myself and actually put on you, the show you came to was a week before quarantine started. Was it? it? Was exactly one week before quarantine. It was good. I had a good time and coming then, up there. Just to say, I just haven't been motivated. It's just I don't want to do these Zoom comedy shows i've been invited to some have you been writing at all trying to it's just it's tough it's just especially with the whole woke thing and what we're going through now this whole my jokes are like out there and i'm gonna get canceled before i before i get a show see i don't think so because the people that get getting canceled right now and there's a lot of comedians that have gotten canceled like jeselnik is the raunchiest motherfucker that's ever done comedy and yeah. somebody's making a whole video about him and how terrible he is and he's just retweeting yeah. as long as you're a good person and I say this to anybody. As long as you're not doing stuff off the field, yeah. you can do whatever you want on the field. And I feel like, but the thing is, just Nick is already established. Um, I think the whole woke culture and canceling is for amateurs is tough. Navigating that whole right to begin. You can't. I can't just go up there and be like fucking Jews. I don't know. You just, like, Whoa! Good. No, unless you're Jewish, but you can make fun I of. I say that because of you, Dad. You know. You know. Oh, oh, okay. Thanks. It's fucking Jews. Jewish. Yeah. Jewish. I dropped. You, a, right? I dropped a Jew joke the other day, and as I was going through it, like I'm like, do I edit this out? Like I definitely just said Jews are cheap and i mean i don't know exactly but as an amateur it's tough but I definitely could say whatever he wants bill burr could say whatever they want you know i actually don't find burr to be too offensive i think he's actually a pretty good guy i think he's very funny jeselnik is disgusting but i like yeah. it because i'm a dark same yeah. thing with tosh i think tosh is the same thing. i love the dark humor i love dark dark humor and offensive it's a, there's a line there it's like confidence and cockiness and i think yeah. that some of those guys are along the spectrum so i was just curious if you had been writing stuff because my biggest fear is i start going to shows when they come back and it's covid covid woke of course exactly. black lives matter exactly. like i don't want i don't want to hear that stuff i don't i'd rather hear anything about anything else so i don't have any covid jokes at all yeah good good yeah. for you man anybody listening to this is gonna hopefully come out and see you the way i have do you have an instagram with your comedy stuff on it or where can people find you if they want to hear or see some of your funny stuff somebody have it up we, we started exactly the show you saw was trigger fish comedy trigger That's, fish uh, trigger fish comedy everything was like the whole triggered thing I'm trying to go after that now it's even more uh, it's like I don't even know now it's multiplied by a thousand it's bad okay yeah it's pretty bad but uh, Triggerfish Comedy uh, we're, we're trying to come back now with like open shows we're trying to do like I'm talking to some bars that have this like outdoor spaces okay you know, like a portable speaker okay I kind of refuse to do this whole Zoom thing I'm with you why not so, go to the why not yeah. go to the park I mean I've actually seen yeah. comedians yeah. that's what we're talking about a bunch of us got like a portable speaker just a microphone see what happens What's the hold up? What do yeah. you? What's holding you back? I got a microphone. We're doing it. We're doing I got it. a microphone. 
Stone. When's it happening? It's happening. So I'll let you know. You'll be the first one to know. All right. You're going to let me know. I'm going to tag everybody. I will 100% be there because I think it'll be a good time. I know. I think it will be a good time. You're going to perform. You're going to get five minutes. I will do a, a tight five. A tight five. Speaking of a tight five, I think my girl in the other room. <laughs> Hey, there it is. You guys have been a great audience. Tip your waiter. Try the fish. Try the triggered fish. (laughs) Disco, hashtag 69. My man, I love you so much. Everybody listen to this. Make sure you download the episodes. Give us a good rating. Go see Cisco. Subscribe to the episodes. Frank? You're the man. I love you. Daddy out. We out.